What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Balls, episode 10. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. Chase, we got a lot to talk about, man. I feel like it's been a while, but we kind of wanted to wait for the tournament to wrap up. That way we wouldn't be, you know, recording back-to-back and bugging you guys too much. So let's just get right into it, though. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, SEC tournament wrapped up. Let's take this one game at a time. You know, we got the four seed in the SEC tournament, so we started automatically in the quarterfinals, and we played against Florida. And... Just your overall thoughts on that matchup real quick. Yeah, anytime you can beat Florida back-to-back games um, is always a good thing for a Tennessee fan. So uh, we played a really good game, and I think a lot of that stemmed, I think, from the um, from the incident that happened against Fulkerson. I think that kind of got everybody really motivated uh, going into the second half. and or I don't remember exactly. Did that happen right after the second half? Yeah, I know yeah. it was in the second half for sure. But yeah. I can't remember how far into it. Everyone yeah. was just so heated. Everyone kind of yeah. went black after that. <laughs> so, so, but it, I mean, it kind of motivated everybody. They kind of wanted to play for Folky, but I mean, just the whole incident itself was just kind of a downer for um, for many reasons. But um, you know, the lineup I think is still good, even though he was out for for the remainder of the SEC tournament. I, th- I still think we played really well against Florida. Um, you know, we had some some players really step up and. In a, in a lineup that wasn't necessarily normal, but I think it was a overall, it was a, a really good performance. Yeah, I mean, any UT fan should be nervous against Florida just because we have bad voodoo magic every time <laughs> we play Florida, no matter what the sport is. But I thought it was a very good performance by all our kids, especially with how emotional it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue that basketball is probably the most emotional sport because you're in their face all the time. There's no pads or helmets. Like, it's literally you and them up close, contact all the time. And it's hard. It's very difficult to keep your composure with basketball because, you know, you see your teammates get picked on or if you're not getting calls going the wrong way. Whatever the case may be, you got to keep your cool and it will definitely show if, you know, you're not focused, your mindset's not in the right time, not in the right place, and it shows. But I think they did a very good job considering, especially what happened after the Fulkerson. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of fans, are, including myself, were livid at the, you know, at the incident that happened. But they rallied, um, you know, prayers to Fulky. Hopefully he has a quick recovery. Everyone saw that update video where the dude had, like, it looked like he got assaulted, which you could argue yeah. he did, but yeah. you know he had a, he had that huge black eye. But that was cool of him to give an update. But you know, it, aside from that, just if we're talking about the game, I thought it was a very good performance. They won seventy eight to sixty six, which is huge for basketball. I would take that any day in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament. And I'll say this: a lot of Gator fans. I'm friends with a lot of Gator fans. Even they were upset about that play. And you know, I don't want to judge a fan base by that and the kid here's what i thought was really cool i'll say this fulkerson released a statement you know saying that he gave him a call and he was very cool about it you know he apologized and everyone's moving on even the head coach reached out to rick barnes he said he felt bad about it and that kid omar Payne, Mm -hmm. i i mean at least at the time i didn't see him post anything on social media so it's not like he's trying to get the public to say my bad you know what i mean he just did it behind closed doors which i thought was pretty mature and that was pretty cool of course everyone 
no one's perfect and it's a like i said it's an emotional game he, he probably just got heated in the moment i'm not saying i'm not defending the dude by any means but i don't think he would defend himself either you know it was just, it was a mistake he apologized and everybody's moving on but at the end of the day, it was a really good team win for, against, you know, a pretty good Florida team. That Trey man, I mean, he yeah, had Trey 30. Man, good. He lit it up in the second half, and he was mm-hmm. really the only thing that worried me. He dropped, I think, 30 points or something 30, like yeah. that. So, uh, uh, and Pons, man, he he just, he had a heck of a <laughs> tournament. I mean, he, he, was, he probably played his best defense we've ever seen, and he won defensive player, you know, last season. Uh, mm-hmm. you know in the conference so that that was really cool to see but yeah man uh, any closing thoughts on the florida game you want to move on to bama yeah well ponds i mean it had nine blocks in the game he almost had a triple double with you know points blocks and rebounds he had 11 points nine blocks and uh eight rebounds the nine blocks set uh, tied a tournament record uh, sec tournament record and then it broke a tennessee record so i mean that's pretty impressive and i think he had what like six in the first you know, 10 minutes of the game or something like that. So pretty yeah. insane there. It just shows off his um, defensive prowess. He's just, you know, he's just crazy on the defensive end. So um, yeah. he's actually relatively efficient on the on the offensive end as well. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, our defense played played pretty well, especially keeping Ford at 66 points. I think that that's pretty pretty good accomplishment. And I think we're, we're moving in the right way, um, you know, even though we did lose against Alabama. Um, in the next Ugh. game, but um, I still think we're moving in the right direction. I think, you know, getting some playing time without Fulkerson, um, I think that that lineup is, is a good lineup, and I think what, you know, it's kind of tough because Fulkerson was, you know, starting to turn the corner as well with the team, But and I think that the team is, you know, they kind of ride on Fulkerson whenever whenever he's playing well. I think the team plays so much better than, than they do um, without him, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Alabama game was um, it was pretty painful. Is is a really good first half and a really poor second half. I don't understand it, man. Like I really don't understand it. They played probably their best basketball basketball all season that first half mm-hmm. without one of their you know without Fulkerson, which is huge. It was just so frustrating to see that second half. There were so many turnovers, uh, ugly turnovers too. I mean. I didn't look at the stats on turnovers just because I was so mad and I didn't want to see it. Do you know how many turnovers they had? In the second game or in the Alabama game? Yeah. 19. Sorry, yeah, against Bama. 19, yeah, 19 turnovers. I mean, that you're fighting probably one of the biggest uphill battles just for turn just for taking care of the ball. So that that's very, very frustrating if you're a Tennessee fan. And you it's even more frustrating because they played their best ball the first half. They were moving really good. They were being unselfish. They were disciplined, and they really wanted that for Fulkerson. You could just tell, you know, that they were all pretty emotional. They really they tried to do everything they could to get him that W. So, and Pons had a lot of blocks that game too, didn't he? Yeah, he had quite a few. But quick note on Fulkerson: I was just looking on uh, a note, and it was from Chris Lowe on ESPN said that Fulkerson actually had surgery on his face today. Yeah, uh, I didn't even see that until just now. So um, I think that that puts even either he's going to be wearing a mask or or, uh, or <laughs> out there you know a, that out, uh, <laughs> out there with an iron lung. Yeah. Come on, Folky. <laughs> <laughs> either he's going to be wearing one of those masks that that everybody wears when they have those facial injuries, or uh, I think he may be out. So I don't know. But yeah, I just now saw that. So 
that's kind of not good. Nah, yeah, I don't think he's going to return. And if he does, I don't think he's going to be 100%. So. Yeah. And I hate I mean, using that as an excuse if we were to lose. And It's a big loss, a, though. It is a huge loss, but it's part of the game, man. Injuries are sports. You know, people are going to get hurt. I'll, I will agree it was I It was, was dirty. Heated. It was really dirty. I was heated. I was. I'm still kind of upset. I'm trying to move on, but as a Vol fan, seeing a Tennessee kid go down like that, man, it, it's the bad wild. thing is, I mean, Florida made the tournament. They're nine seed, and then that guy's going to get get to continue to play with him. You know, he'll he'll be able to come back to to Florida next year, and he'll be able to play. Fulkerson, this was, you know, he's a, he's a senior, and he may not come back. This that could have been his last game ever. Career. As, as a Tennessee ball, and then he's not going to get to play again. And it's all due to somebody else's fault. And, I, I mean, that Omar Payne can, you know, you know he's going to play on Thursday or Friday, and he's just going to go about his way. And, you know, Fulkerson's going to be sitting on the bench with a black eye. So That's weird to me that he didn't get any discipline. I mean, yeah. none. I, I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand the rules if the NCAA could punish him for that. But, I mean, I feel like they should look at all flagrant fouls like that. I mean, it was – I mean, yeah, you could argue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they can suspend you. I mean, they could consider it a fight. Technically, I mean, he essentially knocked him out. <laughs> I mean, it was just like double straight to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think he. I mean, I. I don't know why that they. You know, they. They should have probably suspended him for a game or whatever. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's just worse just because he's a Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee guy, and you know, we want him yeah. to play so bad, and it happened at the worst time. Um, so we want some kind of retaliation, but I don't know if that's just cause we're, we're fans or not, but no, I mean, it, I, I gotta say when that clip went out, there were fans everywhere, all over the nation saying, yeah. you know, what, what a bad play, you know, this dude needs some type of punishment or a penaliza- penalization, something, mm-hmm. but that that's really, really weird. I, you would think if, let's say that was Ohio state in Michigan and dude, Elbowed him once and then twice, knocked him down. I would think that dude would have gotten penalized or, you know, not been suspended the next yeah. game or or something. I mean, the fact that nothing's happening. I mean, I know he got kicked out of the game, but still, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. And it's kind of like, you know, I know I'm comparing apples to oranges here, but, you know, like in football, when you get targeting in the second yeah. half, like you have to miss the next first half of the game. And, yeah. I mean, with basketball – this looked worse than targeting, you know. Yeah. A lot of target, a lot of targeting is arguably not intentional. You know, they yeah. just got to make a play. It happens real fast. But this was just straight up elbow to the yeah. face, and I don't know. I, I I'm very surprised. Concussion, that that did not facial fractures that you had yeah. to have surgery on due to someone else's careless act. So yeah, I feel like it's definitely a suspendable act. I mean, he he fell down as soon as that happened. It looked like a UFC knockdown. Like he just yeah. fell he just straight to the ground, fainted, blacked he out did. for a second. And those these referees, man, they were awful, atrocious. Um, they were so bad. And I know I say that a lot because I'm a Tennessee <laughs> fan, but I mean, you saw neutral fan bases complaining. I saw one guy. I think he was like a Big Ten fan or something like that. But he gave his comments on Twitter or something. But he's like, I mean, as an unbiased, non-biased fan here, you guys have the worst referees <laughs> in the SEC. They are terrible. Yeah. And then you see all these insiders tweeting about it. And a lot of these charge calls. Oh, my god, That was insane. I had never seen the, anything like it. The, the Keon Johnson one? 
I mean, all of them. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you can go anything. either way. A lot of times you can go either way on a block or, I mean, you know, more times than not, the defender is not in position to take the charge. So it's usually a block, at least on the offensive end. But they were calling everything. Like you weren't even, your feet were not even set and you were just like sliding into the, to the offensive guy driving down the hole. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they call more offensive charging calls than I've ever seen. I'm honestly surprised Pons has as many blocks as he did. Like, because I thought some of those are like, oh man, they um, they might call him, you know, call yeah. a foul on him. But man, it's just so frustrating that these these guys are playing their hearts out without Fulkerson, and then just these BS calls against the referees against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It just it drives me insane. It's not fair. It's not fair to these kids at all. Yeah. But, Oh, they got one job. It's really all you got to do. And <laughs> zebras. Typical Tennessee fashion. So the turnovers hurt us. We had a nine-point lead at halftime. Uh, I, I feel like whenever those turnovers started, we did – Alabama had like a 12-0 run, and I think that's when every Tennessee fan got really nervous. They got really anxious. You could see it on Twitter, on social media. Everyone was posting stuff like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Yeah. And sure enough, here it comes. Here it was. Do you think? Do you think these players feel like that too? Because they're part of all nation yeah. in a way. I mean, I feel like you can you can feel the momentum shift, especially on like a 12, 14, 0 run, essentially. So, um, yeah. I mean, Rick Barnes. I think after the twelve zero run, I think he called a timeout. But then it just. I feel like we had turnovers on back to back to back to back possessions, and then you know, Bama's always been decent at shooting the three. So you know. Um, that puts you in games quicker than anything else. And, you know, they were hitting quite a bit of shots and our defense kind of slacked off. We weren't playing as aggressive on the offensive end. I know we were up by as much as 15, I think. Um, so, I mean, you can be a little bit more conservative, try to get some time off the clock, but you know, it was working so well. I don't know why you quit. I don't either. I really don't either. There's so many, things that frustrated me in both of these games i mean yeah. we, we can't pinpoint you know half of it but mm-hmm. yeah I, I was so upset and uh, we spoke earlier about who performed the best against alabama and keon johnson had 20 points uh, but you know how many's... only four in the second half oh he had 16 in the first half him and springer what? both were just like crazy in the first half i think springer had i don't remember how many he had but it was you know, more than half of the points that he has total, I do believe. Do you think, do you think it's physical? Like, do you think they were gassed, or do you think it's, like, mental, where they were just kind of worried that Alabama was on this run, or do you think it's a combination? You know, Keon, he, he played a lot of the game. I think he played – him and Keon. So, Keon and Jaden Springer both played 36 out of the 40 minutes. Pons played 39 minutes. So, you know, I guess that could be something to it, but – you know, 25 games in, you think that you'd be well conditioned and you know well aware of the of the situation. But then they're freshmen in in a in a semifinal game, trying to get to the SEC championship game. So you never know if you know nerves could have got got in there. But uh, I mean, the turnovers out of the out of the 18 turnovers we had against Alabama, um, Keon and Jaden had 10 of them. So yeah, man, that. The, the second half, whatever it is about any Tennessee sport, the <laughs> second half or the fourth quarter just absolutely kills us. I want to know yeah. how many times we've lost and when we've had the lead at the first half. It just, 
it's depressing at this point. So yeah, it is. What's up with Vascovi's passes? He has to leave. He has to jump every time he put him and Springer both. They have to jump and twist around and try to find somebody to throw it to. They just don't leave their feet. They're they can make a pass, but they try to do some kind of spectacular pass every time, and it's just you know pass gets intercepted. They make a terrible pass. They you know throw it out of bounds. Who knows? They walk every time, dude. It looks like they're dancing or. They're trying to do like a 360 off the high dive. I don't know what they're doing, but it drives me insane. And I know I'm not the only one. I mean, people were talking about it all day. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, stop leaving your feet when you pass every time. (laughs) It kind of kills momentum, too. Like, you kind of got to plant your feet, and, you know, it comes from the ground up, and you're able to get that momentum going. But I I don't know what's going on with those passes. But he had 11 points, so it could have been worse. But... What about Euro stepping up, man? He had a couple putbacks and stuff. He's playing some good minutes. I mean, not only is he a fantastic teammate, but he played some decent minutes. I mean, he still looks pretty slow out there compared to a lot of the other guys. But, I mean, he's seven foot, 250, so, I mean, he's a pretty big dude. Um, you know, I still wish he would get some more touches in the paint, but, I mean, he's not hes not super skilled on the offensive end. And, I mean, <laughs> honestly, he's not really super skilled on either end, but, I mean, he's, he's – had some better minutes um, more recently than he has uh, prior. He just kind of looks out of it sometimes. You know what I mean? He looks really nervous sometimes, and yeah. he looks really – I mean, I know he's like seven foot something, but he looks really uncoordinated sometimes. Yeah. Like like a lot of times when he gets the ball, he's like, I'm not even going to attempt the dribble because yeah, there's cameras lost. on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but so, uh, maybe, maybe he needs to, you know, loosen up a little bit right before, you know – Get, get you a shot of some Red Bull or something like that. <laughs> Loosen up. But, yeah, he uh, he played some good minutes, got some people some rest, and stepped mm-hmm. up a little bit, you know, for Volky. He had a couple putbacks, and, yeah. uh, you know, I'll take that all day with him. And yeah. How many times have we seen him get in, and he just does absolutely nothing? or Pretty much know, every time, but recently. <laughs> gets, gets a bunch of fouls. Yeah. So He's really good at being a really good teammate, and he's really good at getting fouls. That's about it. Speak- Speaking of good teammate, how about Pons? Uh, Pons was like one of the few that saw Fulkerson go down, you know, during that Florida game. I hate yeah. to keep talking about this, but I thought it was worth mentioning that Pons, you know, he, he got in that dude's face. He was yeah. he he was heated as he should be, and I, I thought that was really cool to see them go over there. I mean, you saw Fulkerson that last, you know, his last home game. He got emotional. Everybody was giving him hugs and stuff. So he really does mean a lot to this team. Do you mm-hmm. think – if he's unable to play, which it's looking that way, <clears throat> if he's on the sidelines, do you think he's going to be able to kind of motivate these guys, you know, being a leader on the side? or um, Fulkerson? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, he was he was in the huddle. I mean, this was the day after this all happened. So, I mean, he still had the concussion. Yeah. I saw he had those earplugs in. Um, at one point, you could see him, like, almost taking a nap on the sideline. I'm sure, like, the eye, <laughs> you know, with, with, with the concussion, I mean – looking at lights and stuff is supposed to hurt and then uh yeah headaches and then just the overall noise so i don't know how much of that's still affecting him if if it is i mean i'm sure that would be a a pretty uh pretty tough thing to overcome especially in a nca type stressed environment um and then again i mean with all the covid restrictions i don't know if you even let him travel because he's one more guy that that could potentially kick you out of the tournament because i think if you get one one COVID test and on one player. Well, I think that they changed it to you just have to have five available players. 
Yeah. Now. So, I mean, as long as we had the five, but I mean, do you risk bringing someone that's not even eligible to play just because of, you know, injuries to, do you risk that with him trying to maybe get COVID or stuff like that? So I don't know. I don't know the whole situation that, but I can't imagine that he won't be there. Yeah. Just, just prayers out to Fulkerson, man. He means so much to this university and this team. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hope he's okay. You know, I know he had surgery and everything, but concussions are, in my opinion, the worst type of injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course there's, you know, I guess the most common injuries or concussions that worry me the most just because you know you only you only have x amount of brain cells you know (laughs) you don't get those back when they're gone and you know a lot of people argue that you know acl is really bad well you know you're not going to be this high of an athlete for the rest of your life exactly and like if your acl is gone like you still have your brain you can still study you can get a degree like concussions they can you know mess up your motor skills they can yeah permanent brain damage i mean and it's scary because concussions are kind of like a huge gray area. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different degrees, and uh, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but good lord, it, it's just scary to think about all the possibilities that could go wrong with concussions. So, hopefully, he's okay. Hopefully, he'll recover quick. But man, so uh, did you watch the game today uh, when Alabama took on LSU in the SEC final? No, uh, I just kind of kept up with the score. Um, yeah. Alabama kind of led throughout the game, and then it got really close there at the end for Alabama to win the not only the regular season title, but they took over the uh, SEC title as well in uh, yeah. eighty to seventy nine win over LSU. So the cheating LSU Tigers. Golly, dude! I, I can't believe Alabama and LSU played in the SEC yeah. final. That's so strange to me. And LSU hadn't been there in a long time. Like, like a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Probably like when Shaq was there or something. But, yeah, it's it's been a long time since LSU. Ed went there, and honestly, I'm not a fan of Will Wade, and I hate Alabama. He's a cheater. He, he is, dude, and, and I hate Alabama. I, I didn't want either one to win. <laughs> I wish they could both just drop an L. But yep. uh, at least we lost to the winners of the tournament, but still, it's, it's Alabama. We still hate them. I hate that they figured basketball out. It's so annoying. So. It's about time they're good at something, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully, ne- hopefully next year they just lose everybody to yeah. transfers or NBA or whatever European league they go to. <laughs> but man, well, any any thoughts on the SEC tournament uh, before we move on? Anything else? Mm-hmm. Not really. I, th- I just uh, hopefully Fulkerson could come out of it and he could be available. But I don't. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I just kind of well, put a I- damper on the whole tournament for me from it really you're not alone man i I feel like everybody's like that i'm trying to be so optimistic and i'm trying to say hopefully this team uses that to fuel you know for fuel for motivation and stuff like that but man that's so much easier said than done this is this is a dude who can help with depth he can help with points rebounds all of that stuff leadership whatever the case may be and uh, not only is he out, but he's injured and he's having surgery. And golly, yeah. it's just scary to think about one of your good teammates doing that. But yeah, you're not alone, man. I, I feel like all of all nation is they're either pissed off or they're sad or you know yeah. that's it. They're either pissed off or sad. No one's okay. <laughs> no one's okay with focus and being out with this injury right now. Yeah. You know, um, I mean they probably have forgiven Omar Payne because focus and released that statement and stuff like that. That's cool, but still hurts and it still sucks i'm just mm-hmm. being frank so 
yeah, uh, you're definitely not alone. So, unless you live under a rock, the selection has come out today for the March Madness tournament. So Tennessee is in the Midwest bracket as a five seed. Do you think they got that right? Tennessee is a five seed. Yeah, I think it's about right, especially with the, uh, you know, we for the end of the regular season we were kind of sitting around the six seed, and then we we had a really good game against Florida, and then uh, played pretty well in the first half, which I think showed quite a bit against who's the Alabama's the number two seed overall in the in the tournament. So, um, you know, showing that we could you know, play with the big boys still, even without Fulkerson. I think they showed some pity on us with the five seed. And, uh, but then again, the five, 12, the five, 12 game, the five seed against the 12 game, always, there's always an upset in this, in this matchup. You know, there's, of course, there's four games of the five and 12 seed against each other. And I feel like there's always at least one, maybe two, um, upsets within the, within these games. So, Definitely one to, to watch out for, uh, especially playing against Oregon State, who won the Pac-12 tournament. I feel like this is really the only way that they were going to make the tournament. They had some pretty bad losses, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to just because March is here. I'm excited to see this tournament start. And it's funny you mentioned the 12 seed versus the 5 seed because a few years ago there was an actual statistic, an actual statistic that – the past 10 years or whatever, a 12 seed has always been a 5 seed you know, mm-hmm. every year. That's scary if you're a Tennessee fan just because we're so used to losing you know, big games, <laughs> Georgia State. But <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I do think they're going to beat Oregon State. I, you're right. They're, they're only in here because they won the Pac-12, which hasn't been known for basketball really. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. At least this year they don't have very many opponents that are strong. Yeah, but who are we getting with Oregon State, man? Is there anyone on their team that you know of? I mean, I, I don't lo- I don't watch a lot of Oregon State basketball. <laughs> we don't even don't get those does. channels. I mean, they're probably like a four day drive. I, I, it's forever away. So, do we do we have any stats on them, or is there anything um, impressive that stands out? I, I have no idea. I mean, do they have a big win? Uh, who they do we even know who they played in the Pac twelve tournament? I, <laughs> I know nothing about these guys except they're the Beavers. So yeah. Um, so overall, they were seventeen and twelve. They were sixth in the Pac-12 at seventeen and twelve. So um, you know they had some really bad losses earlier in the year. They had Washington State. They lost. They lost against Wyoming. They lost against Portland. <laughs> um, they lost against Stanford, Arizona, USC, UCLA, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Colorado again, and then Oregon. So I mean, they they played a few good teams. They, I mean, Oregon's a decent team. Um, Colorado's actually turned out to be a pretty good team that we beat earlier in the season, but they got absolutely destroyed by Colorado. Yeah. But then in the or in the uh, Pac-12 championship game, they played Colorado and beat them. So I think they played uh, UCLA, who's pretty decent. They're not great, but they're okay beat them by four points in the Pac-12 tournament. Then they beat Oregon by nine points, and then they beat Colorado by two points to win the uh, Pac-12. So it looks like they're, you know, they're, they're getting hot at the right time, which is always scary. And, uh, but I mean, if, if, if the season tells you anything that they're very uh, capable of losing to some pretty bad teams. 
I just hope our team learns from this tournament. You know, plant your feet in your past. And, God, just the turnovers, man. We cannot give up 19 turnovers to anybody and expect to win. I don't care if you're a 16th seed versus a 1 seed. You cannot give away <laughs> 19 turnovers. So, yeah. hopefully they learn from these mistakes. Hopefully hopefully they try and do this thing for Fulkerson. But I'm, I'm not worried about Oregon State, to be honest, just because I don't know a single person on their team. Mm. I don't know. Like you said, we, I mean, we had to do some research on – who they played and I, I will say you know they at least they won the Pac-12 I'll give them that you know I'm not trying to say they're nobody I, I'm just saying I don't know personally but if you, you know anytime you win your conference tournament you got to have some talent on there you got to have some good coaching so hopefully we come ready to play um Ray yep. Barnes is pretty good and you know the first couple rounds of the tournament he's got a good <laughs> history so hopefully 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 he can get these kids ready so uh man Oregon State if we I know there's like a Vegas has us as a nine point favorite. Do you think that's about accurate? I mean, it's hard to argue against Vegas. It's hard to figure out which Tennessee team is going to show up too. So I mean, that <laughs> kind of puts the. I would I would never bet one way or the other on Tennessee. I would never bet a point line on Tennessee. I just wouldn't bet on Tennessee. Period. So, um, I try to stay, I try to stay away from the uh, the Tennessee favorites and things like that, but. Uh, nine point favorite. I mean, with all the losses that they've had against teams that are not very good, and and I mean, we played, you know, we played the number six overall team uh, in Alabama just uh, you know a couple days ago, and we were we were right there, and we should have won. So you have to think that we're, of course, the favorite and uh, likely to move on to the second round. Why is Tennessee the most inconsistent team, no matter the sport? It drives me absolutely <laughs> insane. Uh, I agree with you. It depends on which Tennessee team shows up. I do think if our worst Tennessee team shows up, probably that one where we went to Florida and got just manhandled, I still think that team, you know, could beat Oregon State <laughs> just yeah. based on just based on their losses and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But it sounds like Colorado is probably their biggest win just because that that's who they beat in the tournament and I don't know anything about Colorado either. So Well we be we played Colorado earlier in the season. It was our first, it was actually our very first game of the year we won by nine points 56 to 47 that's ironic because we're now a nine point favorite hmm. yeah so we should win by 18 right yeah well they'll beat us by 50 <laughs> they'll beat us by 98 yeah oh Probably. man so who so the top seed in our region is illinois right they're the number one seed in yeah. our region yep. okay who, who else is high up there yeah, Illinois. I feel like our our bracket, our side of the bracket is actually relatively easy. We got Illinois that's, that's at the number right. one seed. Yeah, Houston at a two seed, West Virginia three seed, Oklahoma State, which would be most likely who we would play if we, if we if we both make it to the second round, we would most likely play Oklahoma State, which has Cade Cunningham, who is the potential number one overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft. So he's pretty dang good. I've, I watched their game against Texas yesterday in which they lost, but they, they beat Baylor. Who's the number one overall seed. And, um, you know, he had like 20, 25 points or something like that. So someone to watch out there. It'll be a good matchup between him and Pons, uh, Cade on the offensive end and Pons on the defensive end. But if Pons gets in in foul trouble, there ain't nobody that's going to stop him. So, um, Euros, Euros, baby. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> no chance there. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, he sounds nasty, dude. Uh, yeah, he's good. We've seen some of his highlights, and you know, you told me earlier he was like six six, which you know, somebody else really good was also six six. So, <laughs> really good size, and I think he's probably obviously their best player. But if we can shut him down, I don't know if they have anybody else, you know, that they feed off of or rely on. But you know. We'll, we'll have to see, but I don't. Yeah. I don't want to jump ahead too much. But yeah, it is. Yeah. It is cool to. It is cool to see. You know, if we were to win that matchup against Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State, so I'm sure if we get to Oklahoma State, somehow Mike Gundy will get another raise or something like that. <laughs> Probably. Somehow. You're welcome, so, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So Gonzaga is the number one overall seed, right? Mm-hmm. The number one overall, and they're a big favorite to win it all. They've been destroying everybody. I can't remember the last time Gonzaga has gone really far in the tournament and won it. Have they ever won it? I don't know if they have. Um, I don't know. They were in the championship they, a couple they, years ago, but I think they the NCAA? lost. NCAA? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember the last time they won it all. It's been a. I don't, yeah, I don't think know. it happened. It hasn't happened recently. Anyway, but uh, what my point is, it's been a while since they've won it, so I don't know if I'm buying into that. I will say they've been destroying people this season, but. This is March Madness, people. Like, it's called Madness because the really good teams, you know, don't show up, or the yeah. underdogs always win. You know, whatever the case is. But I don't know. Um, whatever, whatever they're selling, I'm buying into. Um, Twenty six and zero. I know they play in the West Coast Conference. They don't really play anybody. But earlier in the year, they only scheduled some really tough non conference. And uh, I mean, they beat them all this year. And you know, they look good. They look really good. So. Um, you know, I've, I've made like three brackets already and I think I picked them to win every time. So it's just hard to pick against them. 26 and 0. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders and they're just, you know, they're just destroying everybody. And they got, they got five people on the team that can score, uh, well more than that, but they have five starters on the, on the floor at all times that are just so good. Um, So this isn't like a Notre Dame thing where they just cupcake and then get destroyed in the playoffs. They're actually like real legit. Like I get, I mean, I they. Do you know anyone home, that could beat and possibly beat? Who's I guess who's the other team that could possibly beat them? Is there one that's close? I feel like Baylor maybe. Really? Because they were I mean, one seed too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all the one seats have a decent shot, but I, I mean, I would pick Gonzaga to win by ten points or more on every single one of them. Illinois won today, didn't they, or yesterday? Um, did, did they win their conference tournament? What are they in Big Twelve? No, they're in Big Ten. Big 10. Aren't they? they did they beat Ohio State or Michigan? Who did they play? I can't remember who won Michigan Ohio State. I know Ohio State was winning, but I thought maybe the Fighting Illini. I think they beat Ohio State. I could be wrong, but they probably anyway, did. It's weird to see them, you know, number one, a number one seed. So yeah, good they for did. them. They did yeah, beat they Ohio did. State in the yeah. conference. Okay. Yeah. So it's really cool to see these underdogs, you know, because Illinois is not known for basketball. So mm-hmm. it's really cool they have to see really them. Good, they have some really good teams. If, if we happen to go up against Illinois, I mean, I think they would beat us pretty handedly. They're pretty good on offense. They're pretty good on defense, too. And, I mean, anybody that's that can stop, that can stop our offense from scoring, you know, even less than we already do and then also put up a ton of points is like our arch nemesis. So, um yeah, if we can avoid that, if they can just go ahead and lose, 
And then uh, Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State can lose and make our bracket easier for us to reach the Elite Eight Final Four. Mm. Just go ahead and do that for us. <laughs> Please, yeah. Somebody <laughs> upset these guys so we can try and get it to the Final Four. I'm going to play Liberty. <laughs> yeah, give me them. Please. With pleasure. Uh, so whenever we played Mama in Florida, I, I thought our offenses looked good at times. Obviously, mm-hmm. really, really good. Was there something in your opinion that clicked that hasn't been happening the rest of the, the whole season? Because the whole season we've talked about it on here. Our offense is terrible. They not terrible, but you know what I mean. Like we, our offense needs to step up. They need to score better. They need to create ways to score. Or now in the tournament, you know, especially against Florida in that first half against Bama, were, were they just knocking down shots more? Were they looking more open? Were they getting more rebounds? Like, was there something that you noticed in this tournament that they could learn from? and take with them to the March Madness tournament? Yeah, earlier in the year, and then there's a lot of similarities whenever we were we were rolling in the beginning of the year, and then, you know, in the last game of the regular season against Florida, and then leading into these other two games here against Florida and then Alabama. Um, I think it, it was really helpful that we were having a lot of guys that were, you know, driving to the basket at first and then popping it out for, for more open threes. I feel like we were just taking tons of contested threes. We were taking a lot of, you know, uh, outside shots that, you know, we didn't have our feet set and we were just not taking good shots. But I feel like now we're actually making some layups in which we weren't doing in the middle of the year. We're uh, passing the ball out or we're just, you know, Keon's taking over the game and he can get to the basket anytime. Um, and then whenever he's making the mid-range shot, you know, three-pointer's not, not his game, so... The more that he, can, him, and Springer can can drive to the drive to the goal, I think that'll kind of um, constrict the defense to contain the paint more and be able to you know dribble in and pass it out to to Victor Bailey or to uh, Viscovi or you know Springer if he's out there. Um, you know we got some options that can hit some threes, and I think that that's. I mean, as much as it's like offense in, in football, it's like you know you just got to get the ball downfield. If you can make threes in, in basketball, I think you're you're going to be doing a lot better. I agree with you. Uh, I think they need to drive to the basket a lot more. Yeah. I feel like anytime they did, because Keon Johnson is so explosive. He's so fast. He's so quick. And you mentioned three points, not his game. So if he can kind of get in some open space and drive to the basket, and if they start loading, you know, if they start loading in the paint, you know, pass it off to the side, like you said, mm-hmm. to Springer, to Bailey, whoever. But I agree with you. I feel like they need to drive the basket. And Springer is extremely physical. You know, I talk about it all the time on here. He's very physical when he goes to the paint. He knows exactly when to try and get that foul and still get an and one. He's just so physical with his shot. So Mm -hmm. I think if both of them can get more opportunities to drive to the paint, to the basket, that would be huge. And also it could draw some fouls on opponents. I feel like not many good players down there on the post – when we, that we play against have hardly ever fouled out, yeah. hardly ever. So, yeah, I, I just think they need to create opportunities and get out in space. Is there a – obviously, I think Pons is like our defensive MVP of this SEC tournament. Do you have like an offensive guy you want to, you know, give a shout-out to? Or Yeah, I think Keon. Keon played really well on offense, and he was uh, – I mean, other than his turnovers, I mean, he was – He's driving to the basket and making some really good shots, making some really good turnaround jumpers and things like that. So, um, you know, him and Springer kind of led us through the games. And then um, 
Muscovy had some a decent game last game and made some threes. Mm-hmm. So, but I think overall Keon kind of creates his own shots with him being so explosive and being able to kind of do whatever he wants because he's so athletic. So, you know, whether that's you know dribbling in and and passing it out or making his own shots around the around the rim or you know some mid rangers. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely go with Keon Johnson as well, especially since you gave me that eye-opening stat where he had 16 against Alabama, who, you know, is a two-seed in the tournament mm-hmm. right now, in one half, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and 16 points in one half. I can't believe he only had four the next half. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, the Florida game, the officiating was awful because we didn't get a free throw until the second half, dude. We, we had our first free throw in the second half. So, how, oh, gosh. I was going to mention they... that. I was going to mention that, you know, it doesn't seem like we ever get to the free throw line very much, unless no. we're, unless the other team's in foul trouble. I feel like we're never at the free throw line, but I, I was like, well, I don't know. if I just I feel that way, but I don't know if the, the stats actually back that up. So I was like, well, maybe I'll say that. <laughs> but I'm glad you oh, said that. Yeah, I just remembered, which is a miracle because my memory is terrible. I have the memory of a goldfish. But yeah, I mean, they, they their first free throw is in the second half against Florida. That is absolutely insane to think about. So yeah. I can't remember the comparison of fouls that they had, but, you know, it was very eye-opening, very concerning, and you know, it makes you mad if you bleed orange, which we were. I was heated. I was very mad when we finally went to the free throw line. It was in the dang second half. So <laughs> I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Then don't get me started on the Alabama game. The officiating was awful. I, I'll just say this. There's a reason that the SEC headquarters is in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> so people got connections down there, and it's it's showing really bad. So Greg Sankey, man, you need to get your stuff together. That, that True. Just, it, it, it was bad, man. I, I was I was so mad. So were, were, you, were you more mad against the Florida game or the Bama game? The first – Florida game or this these most recent in in the tournament the tournament against uh, the Florida game the tournament against Alabama uh, definitely against Alabama I mean I feel like we were just uh, you know we had a chance to make it to the SEC championship and you know improve yeah. our seating and things like that but and I think that we had you know getting Alabama as as our opponent in the semifinals was yeah I mean it was. Not good, but then you know, facing LSU and or Arkansas on the other side, I feel like we could have easily beat them uh, more than than Alabama. So, yeah, you know, we 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 definitely had a good shot at winning the tournament if we were to get past the Alabama, and then we could have won it, you know, kind of for Fulkerson and uh, um, you know, get some momentum for the tournament, March Madness. Huge momentum. I mean, that, yeah. that would have been a huge confidence booster, huge momentum. Everybody would have been riding high. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. The Bama game, I, I was very frustrated the whole time. So Yeah. Yeah, and don't get me started on Will Wade. Yeah, you mentioned earlier he's a cheater. We all we all hate him. So, yeah. well, um, this March Madness tournament's coming up. We're going to get the bracket tournament going. We're going to release details on that. Uh, on our social media and probably on the next episode we'll kind of give you guys an update on anything on everything so uh, did you want to give a prediction for you so you think gonzaga is going to win it all you think they're going to yeah. run with it i don't i don't think i have a i mean of course they probably will if they're undefeated and they look really good <laughs> 
but consistency is key right now, especially with COVID season. You know, these practices and stuff were so limited earlier in the season, and it's starting to show. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Gonzaga won it all either. I'm not saying I'm going to pick them yet. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research, especially with our brackets and with money on the line and all that. But I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll yep. definitely have to see. But we'll have to have a final four prediction out of you next episode. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely have a prediction. We'll probably try and record, you know, sometime mid, coming up mid next week, probably Wednesday or something like that, and we'll give a final four prediction and all that stuff. So, but uh, well, man, and we'll we'll obviously do a a prediction for our game against Oregon State. Did you want to do that now, or do you want to wait for the next one? I mean, I, I think Tennessee's going to win. That is, yeah, uh, let's do it now. Score. <laughs> let's see. Score. I think it's going to be. So let's do 73 to uh, 59. I'm going to do 79-70. I'm going to do the nine-point nice. spread. 79-70. So nice. if something happens to our defense or Euros gets fouled out, I don't know what happens. But <laughs> 79-70. I think we'll be all right without him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he's like seven foot, dude. Just put your arms up. Ain't no one gonna shoot over you, man. Seven yeah. footer, man. But well, man, did you have any closing thoughts on anything? Anything else you want to wrap up on? I'm good. Alrighty, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, the Rocky Top Times, and also check us out on Twitter and give us a follow, Rocky Top Times ninety eight. So uh, yeah, that's gonna do it. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. As always, go balls. Go balls.